What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arnika, the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today we're talking about three poor substitutions for core bracing. Today's episode is inspired by patients who've had breathing dysfunction or just poor strategies when it comes to bracing the core. Most of the time when I ask someone to brace their core, they immediately hold their breath and suck their stomach in. Well, that's a poor substitution for core bracing. You can't build strength and stability off of that type of foundation. There are plenty more poor substitutions, but today we're going to discuss three main ones in this episode and, of course, give you some movements to help. So let's get started. Now, real quick, I want to give you a little bit of background about the core, not going into too much detail. Um, If you want to know a little bit more, I did a whole episode explaining exactly what the core is, and I'll make sure I tag that in the episode notes. But to give a quick background, our core muscles are meant to stabilize our spine, okay? They're meant to withhold movement, stability. Now, our core is made up of multiple muscles. Most people think our core is just those sexy six-pack muscles in the front, known as our rectus abdominis. But it's actually surrounded by our diaphragm that lives up top, our pelvic floor that lives at the bottom, our obliques that live at the side, and then also we think about our transverse abdominis, which wraps around kind of like your own built-in weight belt. And then a part of our low back, our thoracolumbar fascia. This creates a 360-degree, what we like to call canister, and it allows you to truly stabilize your trunk and your lumbar spine. Now, the transverse abdominis, which is that man-made weight belt, the internal obliques specifically, the diaphragm and the pelvic floor, they're all working together to help stabilize the lumbar spine, aka your low back. We want to make sure that we're focusing a lot more on those muscles and not those sexy six-pack muscles. Those, they are helpful. They have their own, their own, you know, um, I guess, interplay into movements such as flexing, like bending over uh, and touching their toes or even extending, like our rectus abdominis plays a role in that. But the other muscles that are part of our core are super important. So let's talk about those three poor substitutions that people are using because they're not able to correctly core brace. All right. First one up, let's talk about what I mentioned earlier, which is when people take this deep breath in and they hold it. Now, the diaphragm is important when it comes to breathing and also important when it, calls, when it comes to intra-abdominal pressure. We are supposed to create this pressure within our abdomen wall in order to help stabilize our spine. Now, if we think about, and I wish I had a visual to show you, if you think about a soda can, and if we were to create a dent or uh, push and break that soda can in half, all right, that's what you want to picture when you think about sucking your stomach in. You can't stabilize on something that isn't as square or as canister. Think of a cylindrical figure, like a can. You can't stabilize on something that's kind of like broken in the middle. And that's what it feels like or it looks like when you suck your stomach in in order to create stability within your spine. Now, what we should be doing, there is a proper way to activate those deep core muscles that we talked about, like your transverse abdominis, and a proper way to draw your stomach in that isn't sucking your stomach in and still allows you to breathe. 
But the first step is being able to truly even feel what your transverse abdominis feels like and what it feels like to engage or activate. So we have to start there. I have a couple techniques that I do in the office that I show patients what to do. One, how to find that outer part. Things they can do like cough, like breathing out hard, like a forced exhalation in order for them to feel what it feels like to activate their transverse abdominis. And then we start building from there. Learning how to engage or activate that while breathing is, it sounds simple, but when we're changing your breathing strategy, it takes a little while for you to click, for it to click. So... Like I tell people, damn near every patient that comes into my office, we go over diaphragmatic breathing, how to create a 360 degree breath, and truly what it means to brace your core via that transverse abdominis. And then adding, of course, everything else around it. We go through that a couple of times, and we always come back to it within sessions, within the homework that they got, they get sent home with, because I want them to learn what it feels like to brace their core in different positions, different postures, and how they can do that every day of their life, whether it's them just standing at their sink, washing dishes, or cutting up things for dinner, or it's them going to a workout class and not having pain or aches specifically in their low back. Everyone should know how to brace their core properly. And one of the biggest poor substitutions I see is taking a deep breath in and holding it. The second poor substitution is that posterior pelvic tilt. Now, I know you're probably like, especially if you're a patient of mine, we've definitely talked about anterior, which is when the pelvis rocks forward and we get kind of like this increased um, lordosis or hyperextension in our low back. Then we have posterior tilt where we get more of think about when our back is flat to the floor, we get this flatter or less, I'm sorry, more neutral spine. Now, we've definitely discussed that, and I'm not saying posterior pelvic tilts are horrible, but the idea behind it is great, but how you go about trying to accomplish that posterior pelvic tilt is where we run into some issues. Nine times out of 10, Some people come into the office and they come in with low back pain and they tell me that I've tried all the core stuff. I've been trying to strengthen my core. It's not really working. I read an article somewhere that talks about anterior pelvic tilt and I think I have that. So I've been really focusing on getting that tuck under and that pelvic tilt, which is great. But once we learn how to distinguish the movement in our low back and our pelvis, which that specific pelvic tilt helps with, we need to learn specifically what muscles to activate in order for you to naturally tilt your pelvis instead of squeezing the hell out of your glutes. Most of the time, the patients that are doing the posterior pelvic tilts are squeezing the hell out of their glutes in order to tilt their pelvis underneath. And that is not helpful. It shouldn't be your glutes that tilt your pelvis. It should be your core that helps bring that pelvis under. And that can also include your lower abdominals, abdominal muscles, okay? So bracing your entire core, that includes that transverse abdominis, that diaphragm, the pelvic floor, the back part we talked about, thoracolumbar fascia, and allow yourself to engage all of that 360 degrees. That is what's going to help with your posterior pelvic tilt without actually using a lot of activation of your rectus abdominis or those sexy six-pack muscles. We want other things like that transverse abdominis, that deep core muscle, and our internal obliques and things like that really focused in helping you create that posterior pelvic tilt. 
So if you're someone who you notice that you squeeze the hell out of your glutes or your glutes aren't relaxed when you're in that posterior pelvic tilt position, that's a sign that you're truly, you're trying to get that posterior pelvic tilt because you believe that's going to help you with your bracing for whatever we need to do or with your low back pain. And that's great, but we got to change about how we're going to do it. So some movements I'm going to give you later is truly going to focus on engaging that transverse abdominis, that deep core muscle, in order to help you get in better positions like that posterior pelvic tilt so that your core can stabilize, so that your glutes can fire properly, and breathing can be better. All the thing. Okay, so last but certainly not least, we have flexing of the trunk as that last poor substitution when it comes to bracing your core. Now, when I ask someone to um, brace their core, if they're not holding their breath, I do get a lot of flexing or bending forward, almost like a little partial sit-up. And that is because they have the idea of, okay, I know that my back needs to be flat on the table. But to them, in order for them to get that, the only way that they can connect neuromuscularly, neuromuscular, which is like from the brain to the muscle, is they feel like they have to do this partial shut up so their back can be flat. But now our shoulders may be a little bit or our neck may be a little bit off of the table. And that goes to show you that you actually kicked in those sexy six pack muscles in order to quote unquote brace your core. And that is something that it may get you through aesthetically. It may get you through certain workouts, but it's not going to protect or stabilize your low back. I like the word stabilize over protect. Let's scratch that. It's not going to stabilize your low back as it should. We need all the other muscles that are included that create that deep internal canister, like that kind of man-made weight belt, which is our transverse abdominis, those obliques on the side, the diaphragm at the top creating that pressure that we need inside. We're not getting those things if we are in this flexed position by using those sexy six-pack abs. So, if you're someone who you notice that you have to flex or like we now have a little bit of a rounded spine because that's the only way you know how to bring your ribs over your pelvis or to brace your core, then that is a sign that we need to truly work on engaging those deeper muscles and work on maybe lengthening it out that rectus abdominis or those sexy hip back muscles and working on some more back stuff. Motor control is being able to control certain muscles activating and engaging in a specific order. And when it comes to bracing our core, we have people that know they need to do it, but the strategies that they use to do it are what are poor substitutions for it. So I'm hoping that in this episode, you learn that the importance of core bracing and also you learn that maybe you fit into one of these categories and maybe you squeeze the hell out of your glutes trying to do that posterior pelvic tilt that you know you should do or maybe you know that you hold your breath every time you're trying to do that hard exercise well i want you to take the movements that i add into this episode notes add them into your movement routine and see what works best for you these are not the sexy exercises like I tell people. Anytime I describe to them these breathing exercises, I'm like, they're not the sexiest. But if you do these right, you take your time, slow and control, then whatever you want to do that day, whether it's a lift, whether it's doing something around your house, you'll notice the difference in your body and how much more control you feel. Okay? So I'm going to tag all these um, movements in the episode notes. There are a lot of different breathing movements in different postures or patterns and some props like a resistance band on what we can use to make sure that we're actually bracing our core without the flexion of the trunk that we talked about, without the holding of our breath. And also, 
without that posterior pelvic tilt that doesn't involve us using our core. So, as always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better, and be resilient. I'll holler at y'all on the next episode.